Back on the Federal Drive with Tom Temin on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. I'm Jared Serbu, filling in for Tom. The National Institute of Standards and Technology recently staged a ribbon-cutting of a 13-acre solar array on its Gaithersburg, Maryland, Maine campus. The array is a collaboration between NIST and the Federal Energy Management Program of the Energy Department. Just before the ribbon-cutting, Federal News Network's Tom Temin spoke with NIST Director Dr. Walter Copan and FEMP Director Dr. Rob Evester. The first voice you hear is Evester explaining the goals of his program. The Federal Energy Management Program helps the federal government Uh, reduce its energy costs, which then helps provide more resources to be available for the agencies to pursue their mission. So we work with agencies to find energy conservation measures, which help them uh, reduce the expenses associated with the energy that they need, while ensuring uh, reliable and clean provision of that energy. So this array was installed at the cost of a contractor, and then that contractor gets paid out of future savings to NIST's electric bill? That's correct, and it's through a mechanism called an energy savings performance contract, and the Department of Energy has uh, a contract that other agencies can use to obtain services like this from a third party. So there's no upfront costs to um, the agency or the taxpayer. The third party... uh, is able to uh, provide the energy more as a service to the agency. And through savings that the agency has on its energy bill, the third party gets reimbursed for its expenses. And Dr. Copan, I mean, there's a big body of energy work being done at NIST. We know that energy deals with energy, but NIST also. NIST actually has a very long-standing program on energy, including work uh, together with the Department of Energy on renewables. NIST uh, actually has a broad range of uh, collaborations around standards for the smart grid um, and cybersecurity as well is an incredibly important element uh, to that collaboration to ensure that we have a grid that's secure, interoperable, and delivers the kind of quality and reliability that's necessary for uh, the energy network of this country. There are a broad range of other collaborations as well that bring together work in artificial intelligence and in quantum science and engineering, uh, many uh, collaborations as well uh, with the Environmental Protection Agency and uh, the Department of Energy, uh, looking at, for example, the performance of air conditioning refrigerants and uh, new alternatives, and uh, and also collaborations with the uh, Defense Advanced uh, Research Projects Agency as well. For example, looking at the performance of uh, methane uh, wells, it's, uh, so the natural gas delivery system, and being able to detect leaks uh, in very uh, high precision and early detection mode. So the essential measuring capability of NIST comes into from many different domains that applies to the ultimate goal of energy reduction, sounds like, which I don't think is all that widely understood. That's absolutely right. NIST has a broad portfolio that certainly touches upon every part of the U.S. economy. And the energy sector is a very important part of this economy. Uh, And so working together with stakeholders, with the private sector, with the other parts of the federal sector, including the Department of Energy, on measurements and standards and how do we assure that we're getting the right kind of performance and quality out of the systems that are required today as well as the advancing systems for tomorrow. Now, this new array fired up today and powering part of NIST, nothing new about that. Lots of federal buildings have arrays under these types of contracts and these performance contracts, it goes back quite a number of years. What will you do differently in terms of monitoring this particular one to turn it into maybe a scientific endeavor for future types of solar power 
situations and grid situations that maybe an army installation would not do. NIST takes advantage of its broad array of measurement science capabilities to understand the performance of systems in the real world. And so having a grid available to us to evaluate, uh, to look at the performance of advanced measurement systems and control algorithms for the inverters that are used, and looking at the uh, supply of, uh, of clean alternating current that's required for the campus is going to be one of those measurement challenges and opportunities for NIST having now this new array that we're commissioning today. It's also an opportunity for us to look at long-term environmental exposure of solar panels. And so the uh, degradation uh, uh, rates uh, under ultraviolet light conditions, uh, other environmental factors, will be an opportunity really for NIST together with the Department of Energy to understand the performance in the long-term of photovoltaic panels. And our research team uh, loves having this opportunity for getting uh, hands on operational level data in, uh, in the real world that's uh, not possible in smaller scale experiments. We're speaking with Dr. Walter Copan. He is the director of the National Institute of Standards and Technology and with Robert Ivester, director of the Federal Energy Management Program. And Rob, tell us what else you're looking at uh, in terms of future types of technologies or future versions of current technologies for so-called alternate energy like solar arrays and, and even wind. Well, the landscape today in energy efficiency and renewable energy presents a, a whole host of exciting opportunities in technology space. We have uh, new solar technologies coming under the market. We also have uh, improved uh, capabilities with fuel cells, uh, energy storage, geothermal wells, wind, uh, wind towers, wind turbines, and uh, as well as hydropower for generating energy but also the ability to transmit that energy effectively, to manage it effectively through the grid, storing energy so that we can shave peak demand off, and just as importantly, managing our energy on the consumption side. And the Energy Efficiency and Rural Energy Offices manages all of that uh, portfolio together with the Office of Electricity, which manages the grid. We see a lot of emerging technologies where really the key thing that's driving a lot of adoption is dramatic reduction in costs. And so we've seen with uh, solar arrays, energy storage, LED lights, wind turbines, decreases of 60 to 85 percent in the adoption costs. And that's a key factor of what really drives widespread adoption. And so we see new technologies really uh, coming into the market in a really powerful and compelling way. But behind that, we see the next generation of technologies coming out. So in solar, there's a, a lot of interest in uh, perovskite-based technologies where we'll have higher efficiency and lower costs. Uh, and we see other technologies coming out uh, across that whole spectrum where um, we see exciting opportunities for um, uh, the American taxpayer to see benefits realized through additional energy conservation measures like the ones we'll see here today. And on that storage area, somehow batteries always seem to be at the center of a lot of these discussions, and that also seems like an area that is much more impervious to advancement than some of the other technologies. What's the FEMP program doing with respect to batteries, and what do you see there in general? 
Well, the role of the FEMP program is really as uh, providing technical assistance and enabling agencies to invest in storage technologies. Uh, our sister office of within uh, EERE, the Vehicle Technologies Office, invests heavily in battery technologies, and we see really crucial reductions in the amount of cobalt that goes into uh, batteries uh, together with technologies that are more reliable and much lower in cost. And so we see the, the capabilities of batteries are really dynamically improving on a year-by-year -year basis. And every week there's another option that you can, you can buy into a better battery capability. So the landscape ahead for batteries is, is really compelling and exciting. And Walt, just review for us what it took to get this whole thing established on NIST. You've got a lot of land here. This array uses up a lot of land. Uh, you're sure you won't need that at some point for another building. And what did it take generally to get this whole thing engineered and built and wired in? This has been a long-term collaboration and, uh, and engineering program. Uh, we're delighted at the uh, partnership that we've had with the, uh, with the commercial players at, as part of this program. And uh, they see this also as a win-win arrangement uh, for them. Uh, to have the access to the, the uh, Department of Energy's uh, Energy Savings Performance Contracts Program, uh, the ability to have the external financing for a project like this, as well as to, um, to then see a power purchase contract put in place that provides savings for NIST as well as, uh, as access uh, for the uh, power producers. That's NIST Director Dr. Walter Copan and Federal Energy Management Program Director Dr. Rob Evester speaking with Federal News Network's Tom Temin. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive, and you can hear the Federal Drive on demand on your own device at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Still ahead on Federal News Radio, they're brand new airplanes, but only about a quarter of the military's F-35s are fully mission capable. First, though, the role of data hygiene in the zero-trust security model. That's next on The Federal Drive with Tom Temin on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. I'm Jared Serbu filling in for Tom.